Beast OCR proudly presents BeastNet Podcast, sponsored in part by GH Under's Performance Base Layers and supported by the OCR community. Here we discuss all things OCR related. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey everybody, it's Mike here with BeastNet, and it's the uh, the final episode of the year. It's 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 December thirty first, so I've got Mr. Adam with me. How you doing, hey Adam? guys? So I'm we're great, gonna... Mike. How are you? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. So me and Adam figured we're going to have a little episode here, and we're going to talk about what what has happened in the B, in you know Beast OCR in the last year. Um, what amazing things we've done, and um, then what what do we have planned for next year? So um, I guess uh, I'll let you start, Adam. Well, what what have what has Beast OCR done this year? Oh my gosh. Uh. So many things. Um, yeah. Geez, you know, I think where do we start? There's, there's so much. Um, you know, I think if you're just going to talk accolades for a second, um, there's some firsts and there's some other big wins. So uh, we took home ten biggest team accolades, which was really exciting. Um, seven from yeah. Spartan and three from Terrain Race. Um, that that's awesome. really cool. And then we had some best of OCR nominations um, and yeah. won award from the Mud Run Guide Best of 2018. So uh, yourself here, Pretty Mike with BeastNet was nominated. That's freaking amazing. Um, that is awesome. And this BeastNet's barely a year old too, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, we had two beasts that uh, were nominated for Best Writer, both Seth, Seth Butwater and Cherry Flick. They're both nominated for Best OCR Writer, which I think is really cool. And yeah, then awesome. we were nominated and took runner-up for uh, – and, and actually tied with a really cool team um, called New England Spots. But we tied with them mm-hmm. as uh, Best OCR Regional Club slash team and uh man like that's a huge honor to have all those nominations and just like i can't get over how cool that uh, or maybe i'm yeah, just a that, nerd and i think that's the coolest thing ever <laughs> well no i agree i mean that there was a lot of teams nominated so yeah uh, absolutely absolutely um so yeah i think uh that's that's pretty cool um you know what else? We uh, we added just short of 600 members this year um, to our team. Um, so we're currently sitting at 2,100, 600, or 2,160. Um, I think that's a big deal because we don't just let anybody in. We do a lot of screening. We kind of ask people some questions up front. And, you know, we get a lot of spam accounts that try to join, you know, like ones that were created yesterday and they've got zero friends and like, oh, okay, ISIS, we see <laughs> or whatever, yeah. you know. So I think, um, you know, it, what we should note is, you know, for the 600 that we approved, we also declined 150 accounts um, joining uh, our team that were either, you know, suspect or fake or maybe they, uh, you know, said some things that just weren't okay. And, um, you know, maybe that sounds draconian or not, but I think one of the things that we've always taken pride in is um, we want to make sure 
we're a little protective of our family. We want to make sure that, you know, treating each other well, we're respecting each other, we're not, we have that family feeling, that family vibe, and, and that's, you know, I think that's one of our biggest, or at least my biggest concern is as we grow, is how do we, and biggest struggle, right, how do we keep that family vibe? And I think there's some things like, you know, going into 2019, some of our ambassadors are tasked with making sure that we get introductions to new people at races. Or if you've not met this person, then let's meet this person. We don't want it to be a, a big family that has clicks, but a big family that learns who each other are and goes from there. And, and uh, I think even with adding 600 members this year, I think that's it's pretty cool um, to me, the way that I think our culture right now. I don't know. What do you, what do you think of that? I agree. And I, and I think, uh, honestly, being – because I was on the, the board that – you know, helped pick the new ambassadors and all that stuff. And one of the big things for me that I noticed was I didn't know all these people. And I, I've really noticed over the last year or so that I'm not noticing, I'm not knowing as many people. So I'm having to kind of, and I know people, it's going to be hard for people to believe, but I have to step out of my comfort zone and introduce myself to people. And I know sometimes it races because I'm always running around talking to everybody and I'm just whatever. It, it's hard to believe that that's really out of my comfort zone. I don't like just walking up to random strangers and talking to them, but I'm having to do that at races and come out of my comfort zone because unfortunately somehow everybody knows who I am. So, <laughs> so I have to like kind of come out of that comfort zone and just go talk to people. Cause otherwise I feel like it makes me, you know, it sounds bad, but, makes me look like kind of a crappy person if all these people are like, oh, hey, Mike, how you doing? And I'm like, who are you? <laughs> so I, I've had to step out of my comfort zone and really get to know people, and, and I like it. It's good. It's something that I needed to do. So, yeah. So, yeah, I, I like that we're getting more people, and it's, it's like you said, we don't just let anybody in. You know, we got to make sure that they're going to be someone that's going to be good for our, our the team members that we already have. So, and that was one thing looking at the the pro members and the, the ambassadors that we wanted to make sure that we didn't pick somebody unless we thought they would actually be good for everybody. It wasn't just, oh, this person, I know this person and I like this person. It was really watch, watch their story and make sure they're going to be good. And it was tough because there's a lot of people, I'll, I'll be honest, there's some that I honestly felt should have been on the team that didn't make it because it was that many, we had that many people and it was that such a group of people that it was hard to really choose that, you know, who needs to be on it and who shouldn't be. So if anybody thinks this was an easy thing for us to do, it was not. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, let me, if it's cool with you, I'll give some background on that. So, so folks that are listening. Um, so we had a special committee of about eight people that um, and Mike was a part of it. That committee, their task was they had about a month to, you know, from start to finish to, you know, review all the applicants, read, read their material, watch their videos, get to know them, and really make a decision. And uh, I don't – thank you. A, thank you, Mike, for being a part of that. B, I don't envy you. Um, those applicants were all yeah. – like there was not one person that was undeserving. Um, Exactly. Amazing, amazing people, and I don't, I don't know how we were going to narrow it down to four ambassadors. It, I was blown away, and 
I I didn't know how the decision was going to be made, and I wasn't on the committee. <laughs> so yeah. th- thank you. I I appreciate that. That was uh, that was crazy. There there was a lot of ties. I mean, it was honestly we had to go back on a a, a few of them and redo the votes because we had tied. And there was you know I mean we easily could have put eight, probably eight or nine ambassadors. They, they were all that good. I mean, every single person that applied deserved to be an ambassador, but it's like we only have four, so we got to, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, and to so give some background on why four versus six that we did in 2018, it's all just about investing more into those individuals. So, you know, with the, yeah. uh, so between BSOCR, between me personally, between GH Unders, um, redid the math actually. So when we talked in our leadership group, you know, a few months ago, it was about 3,600, but it's actually just short of $3,900 that we invested into the team. And this is in our first year of really going all out, or at least trying to figure out, you know, how do we, how do we best have this protein? How do we best have an ambassador team? And we learned a lot of things that I think went well and some things that didn't. And <laughs> right. And that's the only way to learn is jump in yeah. and swim. Um, but you know, the 2018 team members were all, phenomenal people and one thing that we kind of identified maybe halfway through the year is we'd like to i i i lead you know and i think you know gh unders would like to be able to invest a little bit more into the team members how do we do that and i think part of that came just from simple budgeting is if, if we have four instead of six um you know a little bit more manageable um so for now yeah. i think that's that's kind of the background of that and uh, i'm excited to see what happens and, yeah, we've got a solid lineup yeah, I mean it makes perfect sense. I mean, you know, we we got we had a great ambassadors last year, but it was it's like you said. I mean, it was kind of you know, it, it, we could do more with having less if that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, nope, I I love it. And I mean, like I said, I mean we got some great ambassadors. And I mean, everyone that was on that list is an ambassador, you know, every day. Oh, absolutely. But they just don't have the title this time. I mean, it's. You know, that's one of the things. I had a lot of people that told me I should have applied for it, and I'm like, I, I honestly don't feel that I need to. I, I feel that I'm already, <laughs> I'm already an ambassador. I mean, you know, not to sound bad, but I, I, I run Beastnet, so I mean, I have once a week. Everyone hears my, my lovely voice, and, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and talking about how great beasts are, and yeah. then, on top of that, I'm, I'm the director of Washington State, so I mean, I, I have to make sure that I'm representing and you know being an ambassador for for the beast every day so i mean it's uh, it's why i didn't want to take that title away from somebody somebody else that deserved it so yeah it's, it's a healthy outlook right here. yeah so i think i think that's gonna be yeah. really cool and uh correct me if i'm wrong but i think uh we have an all ladies ambassador crew this year in the 2019 yes, yes we did and it is and i mean it was one of those things that we were really kind of worried at the beginning because I will be honest, there was not a lot of men that that applied. Um, so it wasn't on purpose that we ended up with all, an all-female uh, ambassador team. It just happened to be that that's where the votes went is, you know, toward, towards the females. We had some really good men that applied, but it was just, you know, the the, the ladies won out. Yeah. Um, what else? You want to hear some interesting stats for 2018 yeah. just from our, our group? This is interesting. So um, our average 
from January 1 to the end of December this year. So our average active members is 1,790. So somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, if they're way smarter than I am. Um, <laughs> so uh, when it's active members, it's at least once a week logging in and doing something it, it, to, to be socio. So that's, you know, if they're liking something or commenting, whatever. So our average for 2018 is 1,790 active people. Um, that's cool. Um, which crazy. is crazy. And some, somebody please do correct me if I'm wrong, but that was, that was the last explanation I had, and I think that's, that's pretty cool. What else? Um, in 2018, uh, we had 5,250 posts, of which 5,000 of those are TED. Um, yes. I believe that. Love Ted, you, sorry. I, I, I love you, Ted. Got it. Got a. Someone needs to take his phone away from him. He's as bad as. Uh, I won't say what he's as bad as, but okay. Ted, Ted we love you. We do. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that's kind of cool. Um, other, so here's the top posts, the top engagements that we had in 2018. Uh, the number one top engaged post, that means that the highest mix of people that actually saw the post, people that actually engaged with the post, whether that's liking or commenting or, you know, maybe mm -hmm. they didn't like it and they hide it, they hit like hide from feeds. The top post was actually Brian Kay's announcement of the 2019 Protein Ambassadors. Uh, oh. That was, that was actually the number one post for the year. I think that's, uh, that is cool. Number two post was when we did the Icelandic beast update, saying that um, you know a, a good chunk of the beasts that were in Iceland were about to do their final lap in less in just barely more than a half an hour, and they're going to go across the finish line together. Um, That's that, awesome. So that was our number Which two awesome post. That that was cool. What was that? That was pretty cool. That you guys did that. that was a special moment. Yeah. We maybe cried a little bit. I don't know. Maybe. I, I, it was dusty. It froze your face as soon as you cried, right? I know, right? I think um, I cried. There's a bicycle stuck in my cheeks. I don't know. I yeah, it's not so cool. It's not so cool. Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, what else? Our number three was something new that we did this year was the Thankful Beast thread um, yeah. in November. And if, if you guys are listening, to the, the, that was something we tried, and it was just a, hey, it's, you know, the idea was we get ready to, you know, wrap up November, and we had a bunch of people doing Rux Givings. The idea was, you know, there's a lot of amazing beasts out there. Give them a shout-out and let them know they're awesome because we have a ton of amazing people, and people every once in a while just need to know they're awesome, right? And let's be real. Like, you don't know what somebody else is going through, and, you know, there could be people going through Thanksgiving Day that might seem like they're cool on the outside, they're doing great, but maybe they're doing Thanksgiving alone, or maybe they had, you know, bad news or something. And maybe they're not ready yeah. to share that, but maybe they could use a shout-out. And I think that was pretty cool, dude. We had, like, gosh, nearly a hundred. Yeah, nearly a hundred comments where it was just people lifting each other up. Like, how freaking cool is that? Like, I don't even yeah, know. <laughs> I think we got to bring that back next year, man, because that was that was really special. That was. Yes, yeah, so those are uh, our top three. Um, did you want to do the next two? You hear the top five or three? I uh, know. Let's go. Let's go. 
Top five. I want to hear what they have. the next ones are. Now I'm curious. Now that you mentioned you have yeah. them, I want to know what they are. <laughs> yeah, we can pull those those stats any time. I think it's funner to do it at the end of the year. Uh, number four. Number four was number four was Rick Ray and his post about should I do the Seattle Beast or the Montana Beast. And there was a heavy amount of advice that said, uh, you know, Seattle's cool and fun, but Montana is the place. It is, and I have to agree with that. And I I will say this. I've told people before, if you want an easy beast, do Seattle. Seattle's the easiest beast I've ever done. But if you want a beautiful, beautiful beast that's going to challenge you, go to Montana. This will be my fifth year doing Montana. So, yeah, and every year I dread it, and every year I still go. <laughs> no. Yeah, that was so. Uh... It is, it is, and it's a, uh, it's a special kind of pain on that course, but it's every year I gotta go out yeah. there and do that one. Yeah, uh, and, and I agree, yeah. man. It's it's worth it. It's worth it. And that's where I started. That that was my first Spartan was the Montana Beast. So it's like it's coming home for me. It's doing, you know. Showing that I'm still out there and I'm still doing this, so yeah, every year I gotta do that one. Well, and it's Montana. It's like it's an amazing area. Yeah. It's super beautiful. There's a million cool things to do out there, and like for me, like I got a bunch of family on my dad's side, and it's an excuse to get out there, see some family if I can, go do cool stuff in Montana. That like let's be real, it's a little bit of a drive or a flight, and it's just yeah. a great excuse to get out to a beautiful state. That is not that far from us. How, how, yeah. What else do you need? <laughs> None. I, I'm going. I, I'm already sold and going again this year. So I mean, it's you know, yeah. I was just talking to to Brandon not too long ago. If we're getting the same house that he gets every year, so we'll we'll be there again. So <laughs> yeah. Let me know if you need a yeah. floor warmer. I got you. <laughs> Probably. I, we 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 let everybody in. I mean, it's kind of one of those things. That it's it becomes a huge party house space, not really party, I guess isn't the right word, but you know what I mean. It's, it's the oh, yeah, yeah. It's the place to get ready for a race. So, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so that number, was, five number five is, or number four? Oh, here's number five. Okay, yeah, yeah, number five. Yeah, yeah, so we did number four. So uh, five is actually a tie. It's between Jessica Barton and going to the Beast in Montana, Yeah. Um, which was a one. And again, a lot more of the same advice and input from me I've got previous. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and Ty, actually, and strangely enough, it's a it's a newer one, but it's when Ted had brought up um, Spartan changing their age group policies to uh, include more of the uh, more of our senior racers in uh, a little more defined division. Yeah. Yeah, cool I one. saw that one. He was all excited about it. And I'm like, I'm still stuck with Jesse and Patrick. So, yeah, I'm not going to. I mean, Those dudes we're are the same age. So. Strong as oxes and bullets, man. <laughs> yeah. so, super fast, yeah. super we're, strong. We're the same age. So there's no way I can get away from those two. So, it's, yeah. Unless they start breaking it up by months. But, you know, Jesse's <laughs> two months older than me. So. Oh. Actually, it's not even that. It's two weeks. Sorry, two weeks older than me. So, oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah. So we're, you know, we're in the same age group. I, I really got to start working out. <laughs> you, you'll chase him down this next year, I believe. I'm hoping. 
So I got a few things, a few plans in mind to try and make that happen. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I I completely believe it. You know, um, so I'm really excited that they added a 55, or excuse me, a 50, 54, and 55, 59, and 60 plus. But you know what I think would be really cool to see because we have we see a lot of racers in their 60s, and maybe it's not enough for Spartan to pull the trigger on it. But I'd love to see an additional like. 60 to 64 category with a 65 mm-hmm. plus category. Um, we have plenty of people, even in the team, that are in their early 60s and some that are, you know, into their mid or later 60s. And uh, I think a lot of them are competitive for their age that they uh, they throw down, you know. And I want to mess with them, <laughs> you know. Um, I think that would be yeah. that would be really cool to see. I think so too. I did like. Uh... I have like some of the things Spartans done lately with breaking down. I think they should break down the you know make a the the age group like you said, but I did like that they did the Paralympics or the para race, which I thought was awesome. Oh, that was so cool. Yeah, because I mean there's some great great racers that are so so inspiring. Yep. In the, in those para racers, I mean Casey of course because we all know Casey, we all love Casey, but there's so many others. So yeah. So the the Spartan para team actually was in Iceland, and uh, during the the briefing, they actually brought the para team on stage. Some of them, they told their stories of you know yeah. how did they overcome. And Casey came and kind of kicked it off. And um, there's another gentleman I can't remember his name, um, veteran, uh, one leg, and he was talking about you know overcoming the world in front of them and how. You know, there's an accepting the reality and challenging your reality. And it was just so empowering. And what was really cool is there was, like, no hesitation. As soon as he was done speaking, I mean, there was 400-something Spartans in that room, and everyone stood up and clapped. And they all stood up for, you know, gosh, 15, 20, 25 seconds, and all clapped. You know, and out of all the speakers there and everybody else, they were the only ones that got that kind of reaction. And then they were there on the course kicking butt. The, oh, yeah. the the next day, and uh, you know there was there was some misty eyes in that room, man. That was really really cool. Oh yeah, and, and I, believe uh, it. I mean, because I yeah, Casey's always been an inspiration to me. So, and I don't know, yeah, the other guy, but Casey's a huge inspiration. Cool, so cool. Yeah, there was. Like, um, sorry, go ahead, buddy. Uh, Sam, have I told you that the, pretty much the story the first time I met Casey? Uh, no, tell me. First time I met Casey, I think it was the Seattle, was it the Super that was in October? It was either the Super that was in October or the first Super in April, one of of those two races. And I was going through the race, and I was done. I I don't know what it was. I think it was because both those races, I did the hurricane heat the night before. So I was already wiped out before I even got there. And then I'm doing the race, and I was at a point where I'm like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. I just, I don't think I can continue on. I just don't want to do this. And I walk around the corner, and I see Casey. And he's just trudging along. And I just kind of this thought went in my head is like, so I stayed up a little late last So I'm a little tired. Look at this guy. He's out here just trudging along and doing it. I need to shut up and go. And that was kind of the first time. And then I stopped and talked to him for a couple of minutes because, I mean, it was just like, how you doing? But it was that thought in my head of, like, right as I was about to give up, it was like I saw him, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I can't give up. There's, you look at this. This guy's had more obstacles in his life than 
I probably will ever see. And he's got a smile on his face, and he's just trudging along. And I'm like, I love that. So, yeah, that that's what amazed me with him. So it's like most of my obstacles that I have right now are self-induced. So I can't sit there and worry about and complain about those when you got someone like that who has had every obstacle you can think of thrown in his face, and he's still smiling and moving along. So, yeah, yeah. he's a huge inspiration. Well, you know, I think – and just the way that he approaches everything is kind of amazing. Um, I've never amazing, seen him amazing. not smile. Yeah. I've never seen him I without a smile on his face. Agree. So 10 hours into a beast, and he's still got a smile on his face. Yeah. Hey, it's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You're exactly yeah. right. Yeah. I get a... What? There's a beast, with, there's a beast with us. Huh? He's from Moscow, I said. Yeah. Can you hear me now? I can definitely yeah. hear you now. Um, so there was um, in this this thing, right, where we had um, <laughs> we had uh, you know gone and sat. And we were listening to this talk, and it was it was Casey was speaking, and it was awesome. And then we hear a giant, and we look over, and one of our beasts had nodded off. <laughs> for like half a second done with a head bob sleep snores and woke herself up and looked around and everybody looked at her for half a second it was amazing so uh yeah busted That's <laughs> awesome. and it was my favorite like i we gave that beast so much crap like on the course like here we are today you're paying attention but no the most inspirational people that only get a standing ovation you know come at the meeting and you fall asleep during that come on like <laughs> it was uh oh. it was amazing it was amazing yeah I, I i don't know if i could go without naming that beast but good thing I'm i don't trying. know who it was i'd say who it was I, just imagine I'm, I'm trying man <laughs> i'm trying <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness yeah, it's uh, it's it's crazy, it's crazy. Uh. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons I love doing this sport is is people like that. The inspiration you get from just seeing people that, you know, pushing themselves beyond the limits that people put on them. I mean, how many people do you think told Casey, "You can't do anything. You don't have any legs." And he looked at yep. him and said, "Watch me, watch me. I'll do it." And he did. Yeah. Kind of amazing. I mean, he said. He did what? Hasn't he? Didn't he do Montana? I know he did the Seattle Beast. I don't remember if he did Montana, but I know he did the Seattle Beast. So, I mean, it's just amazing to see him do that. Yeah. I mean, I have no excuse. I'm just fat. I did that to myself. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) so. Nah. So. Nah. You're good. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Figured you'd like that. I was. Gosh, what else? What else? Um, I would say, you know, who's our number one poster, but I think we all know who that is. Um, yeah, we know. Yeah, Ted. yeah, that doesn't matter. Ted. Um, you know, what's interesting, though, is Portland, Oregon is now the number two most represented city um, in Beast. Nice. Um, so the way that Facebook recognizes has done analytics on city on where you live is so first off you have to you have to on your about me you have to say like where do I live right yeah. and if you say if you live in 
Vancouver, Washington, but you put Portland, Oregon, and that's where it says you live, right? And a lot of people, yeah. they either put those cities or they, you know, there's cities by it, right? So, like, I live in Fircrest, but everywhere else would be like, what's well, Fircrest? So I say, oh, I live in Tacoma. Then they know Tacoma, right? So we got to yeah. take into context some of the neighboring stuff. But the amount of people that are explicitly saying they live in the city of Portland, not in Beaverton, not in Tigard, not in any of the other, you know, cities that are right next to Portland. Um, but it's 110 people now um, making it the yeah. number two most populous. It's up from like number four this year. And, you know, I got to say that our Portland team and our greater Oregon team are pretty amazing. Um, they've well, grown, they, they have been super welcoming, and they've just done a great job of making people feel at home. Oh, we got a great group down there. You got Lorenzo, you got Patrick, and there's that Zane guy, but we won't talk about him. And <laughs> I mean, you know, you got Justin Wiley, and then you got, you know, Heather and, uh, gosh, what's her husband's name? Heather and her husband, Alex. Um, yeah. down, they're more in Salem, but I mean, it's still, I mean, you got a great group down there. I mean, Tacoma, we do. I mean, down in Portland and, you know, those areas in Oregon altogether, they, they got a good group. So, yeah. We're definitely blessed with the people that we have down there. Some of the, the Washington guys, you know, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Those crazy kids. Yeah. So what was the number you know, one city? I'm guessing Seattle? Seattle. Yep. 200-something. Yeah. See, and it's part of the same thing. Because actually mine, I think, is I'm one of the few people that actually say like Puyallup, that that's where I'm at. But it, <laughs> it always reminds me. I have a friend that's, you know, a comedian, which – most of you know that my I am Brandon Valentine. I do comedy, but I have a comedian yeah. friend that uh, he has one of his jokes he always makes is, you know, he talks about, you know, he's from Tacoma. He's like, yeah, I'm from Tacoma, but whenever I'm not in Washington, I pronounce it differently. I pronounce it Seattle <laughs> because nobody knows what Tacoma is. And that's kind of like you said, it's one of those things that, you know, I put Piala, but everyone's like, where's Piala? You know, and you're just like Seattle. I'm from Seattle. Seattle. I'm <laughs> from Seattle, guys. Yeah. I'm from Seattle. <laughs> yeah. So, yep. Yeah, if you don't I, live I here, you. you just don't know. Yep. Yeah. I agree, my man. So, I agree. so Seattle's number one. Kind of figured that. Yep. But I, I almost thought it would have been more Tacoma, but just because maybe I deal with um, more people from Tacoma. That would be number three, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah, about 70, Tacoma, yeah, explicitly Tacoma. Not for a crash, not for a way, not, yeah, Compton. Hey, man, we know how to yeah. live down here. You know, uh, moving on to bigger things, uh, something cool is, and I think it's no secret, is uh, in August, we finalized, late August, at least September, we finalized everything to finally become a nonprofit. Yeah. Um, only took four years. <laughs> but dang, that feels good. It does. It, it, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, it it is awesome. I mean, it's kind of one of those things like you know you said it's taken four years, and I don't think a lot of people realize that it's always been kind of one of the the purposes of the beast that they want we wanted to be a nonprofit, and it's always been something that's kind of been going in the background, and. When you took over, you really like pushed this and uh, worked really hard to make the nonprofit happen. And I mean, this is this is a testament to you and the people you put around you 
that knew this, you know, Dirk and Ron and everybody else to to make this happen. So, I mean, kudos to you and, and the people that really worked on this to make the nonprofit happen because it's something, it's been a dream of the beast since the beginning. So, good job. Thanks, man. Um, definitely took a team. Um, would not have happened without a team effort. Uh, that's just matter of fact, right? It, and we're not yeah. out of the woods, right? So we have a lot of work to do now. You know, we we're, we get to do taxes for the first time, uh, which is exciting. Um, so the IRS, if you're listening, um, if you're ready to get that $4 from us, let us know. Um, <laughs> right? And, you know, I think we've, we've some other kind of, you know, creases we got to wrinkle out. But I think, you know, by March, April, I think we will be, like, locked and loaded for years to come. Um, you know, we still have some some policies and some, you know, just course of, like, what do we do is not, like, how do we actually implement the things that we're doing? Like, because we're doing a lot of cool stuff, um, but, you know, when we go and define that and we, let's say, let's say we do a virtual race and we raise 200 bucks, awesome. What are we going to do with that? Right, and where is that going to go, and what good is it going to be put to use? Because that's where kind of those intangible values come, of like, well, it's, it's invested here, we can do this, this, and this, but really, it's helping people with that next step. And if that's that next step of figuring out how to do burpees faster, run faster, you know, maybe it's they just need a place that they feel safe that they can get off the couch and go exercise with other people. Um, yeah. what, whatever that looks like. And so that's kind of what we're tackling right now is how do we best do that and best be in, integrous with that. You know, so I think that that's really important. Um, you know, and, one of the, and sometimes talking about money makes people uncomfortable, right? But the fact of the matter is we have yeah. a website, you know, we have a podcast, we have, you know, these things cost money and they're, they're not cheap. And, you know, when you're talking about money that's a team and it's a nonprofit, so that means we're a public entity and we serve people, then we, ha- then we have to start talking about how do we become blameless and, and set us up for safety. You know, we have a three-tiered system that's going into effect in January. And what that looks like is essentially like, let's say you donate a dollar to the team. Awesome. So you get a fancy little paper that says, hey, you donate a dollar to a 501c3. Cool. Um, you know, eventually, actually, one of the projects for 2019 actually is getting a little donate button. So that way, if you want, you raise money on your birthday or whatever, you can do that, right? So let's see, and that's cool. So, like, let's say, like, how is that controlled? Like, how is that safe? So, like, only one person can deposit, and one person yeah. can withdraw anything, and a third person manages the actual account. Like, as far as visibility is, like, what's the actual books look like? But they can't adjust or to withdraw or adjust for doing a deposit. And every dollar that goes to a program has to be a So it's maybe a little much. It's a little different than what we're used was nothing, right? <laughs> nothing formal and legal. But the idea behind it is, you know, Joe Schmo, you know, let's say, you know, Adam turns into a supervillain tomorrow, and I'm like, I'm going to empty the Beast Bank or whatever, right? That's not possible. And, you know, Adam doesn't have the yeah. keys to the kingdom. Bad guys can't do that. And that's the kind of dream. So, you know, I think we got a lot of work ahead of ourselves as far as things like that that we just haven't had to formalize before. But, you know, 2019, my dude. Uh, oh, yeah, 2019 is going to be amazing. But 
I think before we go into 2019, let's take a quick break so that we can hear from our sponsors speaking of money. Um, so <laughs> we're going to take a quick good. break here, hear from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Gray's Harbor Unders makes the performance-based layer clothing you want and need. Whether you work, hunt, hike, fish, run, or ride in the great outdoors. If you work up a sweat, Gray's Harbor Unders are for you because their unique dual-layer fabric removes moisture from your body and keeps your skin dry, even when the outer layer is completely wet. It's a base layer like no other. Get you some at ghunders.com. That's ghunders.com for the best performance-based layer you'll ever wear. All right, we're back from our sponsor, and before we went on break, we were talking about, you know, 2018 and and kind of mentioned the greatness that is going to be 2019, and how much can you you talk about how great 2019 is going to be? I mean, I know me and you have talked about some things, but there's a few things that we have going in the background that aren't official yet that we can't talk about, but what can we talk about? I mean, what can we look forward to? Um, um, I can talk, so something I've been working on today and working on more on Sunday, so we can talk about Beast of Dark. Yeah. Um, so we've kind of built out a crew. Um, we're training each other, bringing in our knowledge sets, where it's to kind of make the program better. In the previous, it was kind of Ron and myself and sometimes a couple, of, and, and really trying to build and, and professional platform. We'll have a few yeah. free events throughout the year. So the first one is January 12th called Iron Thunder. It's completely free. You just got to show up with the gear. It's not going to be hard. It's not going to kill anybody, right? It's it's experimental in nature. It's something that's very different, you know, and, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's it's not going to be as much pure suck, right? And fun. Yeah. We're gonna, you're going to see several of those this year, about one a quarter, uh, where it's just a free, we wrote this program. We'd like to test it, get some feedback. Go ahead and do it. Um, yeah. We've got Ghost at the end of March. You're going to see a lot of that in January and February. You know, we got some people coming from out of state to participate. We've got people coming from Utah and Arizona and California and Montana. Uh, we've got one from Canada that's confirmed coming down. So that's going to be really um, We're actually looking at possibly adding pennies, custom pennies, uh, Ghost, which would be really cool. So you know how, like, you go to, like, some races, or especially like ultra races, like Spartans, where you get a penny and you get a more world's toughest butter. Um, so we're actually getting, uh, actually getting quotes next week um, from the company that makes the same ones for. Um, so that's cool, you know, and little fun things like that that I, I think would be cool. And then actually, the third week of January, all registered people for Ghost get to vote on what do they want for their goodie swag bag. Um, and then we have uh, two small. Uh, local companies that are doing help them recover afterwards. Um, is so, whiskey an option? You know, just trying to really – what's that? Said is whiskey an option? <laughs> it's not yet, but, you know, you never know, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that many years ago that it was very common to find something like that in first aid kits. So it's not a yeah. bad idea, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, you'll see Beast Breaker 2019 post up here by the end. And then uh, Rachel Ops has um, come in March. We've tasked her with uh, the Portland area. And then um, depending on how that goes, one in Idaho. 
Uh, nothing crazy, kind of rebooting the Feral series. Uh, we just need to work out some kinks. And, um, yeah, dude, I think uh, I think it's all about quality. I mean, we started seeing that a little bit in 2018. I think it's really going to be a quick... That's awesome, and I mean, and I love the endurance stuff that we've been doing. And someday I might do one, but I've got to, I got to fix some things for myself before I start doing that kind of stuff. So, I'm, I need to be in better shape for me. So, I yeah. hear you. Well, the so. good news is, uh, so this is actually a debate that we we just had like two months ago. I wouldn't even say it's a debate. I would say it was a chatting about like how do we want to do endurance. And uh, really, it came down to like, oh, there's a lot of places out there that do a lot of things. We don't want to be yeah. some, oh, you're just doing what they do, you know, kind of thing. But like, how do we want to do it? And we talked about our ideologies, kind of behind what we in different types of events. And really, it came down to is people to have fun, memorable experiences, where if they learn something, or if they 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 felt a good challenge, or you know, maybe it's not just physical, but it's mental, or you know, maybe it's a puzzle, you know, mental puzzle, right? How do you how do you get on yeah. to this next step? Uh, not just the suck, right? Anybody can beat anybody down physically. Uh, anybody can say, all right, you have to run a thousand miles, and that's cool, um, but it's not sustainable. It's not as repeatable, right? There's only so many times you can run a hundred miles in so many different ways. Not that that's a bad challenge. It's fun and exciting. There's only so many times you can carry a log and yell things in different ways, but um, how do we make it memorable? So Ghost is really, it's approachable, yourself including myself thing. It's not meant to grind us in the ground. It's meant to be like survivor and hide and seek and, you know, choose your own adventure style kind of race slash endurance event kind of wrapped into one. Yeah, there's some times where it's like, all right, we're going to do a couple of these or this and this, but it's not, the way that it's set up is it's not going to be something that, you're going to go, oh, crap, like, here I am. I'm going to wet myself because we just had this terrifying thing given to us. So, you know, I know you got to you got to do what you got to do for you, but just, I just want to make sure that you know that, like, it's it's not meant to destroy souls. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> not, not at I, all. Mean, I agree. I agree with that. I've seen so many of these different endurance events, and they, you know, they pride themselves on the fact that only, you know, only so many people can complete this. And I'm like, cool, then I'm never signing up because I don't, I mean, I don't know how many people know this about me. I really don't have a high opinion of myself. So if you're giving me an out by telling me right away that only, you know, 15% of the people that sign up for this are going to finish it, I'm immediately going to be like, well, that's not going to be me. So I ain't doing it. So, I mean, there's stuff like Spartan is hard. And it's difficult and it's challenging, but I know if I mentally stick to it, I can finish it, you know, and that's why I don't look at a lot of the endurance races because I don't want to be, I don't want to get cut. I don't want to be that guy that gets cut. And I know that's part of the growth, but it's until I feel like I'm in a spot that I'm not guaranteeing myself, I'm going to get cut on some of those, like the 12 hours and stuff like that. I'll never do it. So I, I have to get myself mentally prepared for it. And, you know, it's like I said, I mean, I, I I don't have a high opinion of myself, and I try to hide that as much as possible, but it's the truth. So it's if you give me an out by saying this is going to be like, 
only so many people will finish it, then I won't even try because I won't believe that I'll finish it. So those are the kind of ones you'll never see me do. Well, I believe in you, sir. And I've seen you overcome great things, and I know you can do a ton of really cool things. Yeah. Um, and I, I agree. You know, I think there's a time and place that there's certain events where we want to see that stuff, right? We want to see the crazy. Yeah. We want to – there's there's definitely things where we want to have the risk of not failing or, excuse me, of failing, right? And that is awesome, right? There's definitely times where I've wanted that, and that's been great for me, and it's great for other people. Uh, but, you know, you can't do that with all things. Um, no. That's kind of a niche thing that people love or don't love, right? And uh, you have to be aware of that. And you mm -hmm. have to be, you know, and, and, you know, at some point you're either going to drive people away or you're going to, you're going to be delivering the same thing that people already have. <laughs> so you got you to be careful with that. And that's why I love kind of what we do as the beast is because the ones that we have, it's, it's like you said, it's something that any of us could walk up and do. And it's not just, you know, it's not just going to be the, you know, the really, I don't want to say great athletes, but, you know, it's the people that are in better shape. That, that are going to be able to do this, that there's other people that can come into it and learn something and be challenged, but still have a good chance of finishing it, you know, and that's amazing because, like I said, there's too many out there that it's like, you know, unless you're of a certain, you know, a certain yeah. body type, basically, you're not going to finish this. So, and for me, even when I was smaller, I'm not fast. I've never been a fast runner. So I'm fast for a couple feet, and then I and then I lose it. I've never had endurance of running or anything like that. I've just always been that guy that can just keep going. But I, I'm not a fast runner. So, I mean, my fastest mile ever was in junior high, and it was a 7-12, 7-minute, 12-second mile. And I literally passed out and puked when I finished. So I'm not a fast guy. I never will be, and I know that. I just I do what I can do. Yeah. So, well, and, you know, there's um, we don't want to get too much into the semantics of it because we'll talk forever. But I agree. Oh yeah, I, I do, and I think there's a time and place for all levels of it. And you know, there's definitely niches that I I do like that. But you know, at the same time, um, it, we kind of what we decided, you know, for most of it, Beast Breaker will still be pretty tough, um, but you know, fun and approachable. Um, but, you know, for, for the majority of the events, the idea was, like, we want people of any fitness level to be able to walk in here and have a great experience that they find challenging and approachable and digestible. How do we best find that balance? I'm not saying we haven't figured it out, but that's that's kind of the mentality that we have. And Ghost yeah. has really been written to uh, to be like that. So I'm excited to see how it works out. Which will be great. And, I mean, that's one thing I love about the beach as a whole is, I mean, pretty much most of the stuff that beasts do is it's we try and include include everybody. I mean, we don't want to be that all-inclusive, like, hey, come be the, you know, come run with the beast, but you have to be able to run, you know, an eight-minute mile for the whole time. It's like, no, we have racers that can do that. You can run with them if you want, but we also have racers that, you know, they're going to be at the back of the pack the whole time. They're not going to care. And they're just going to go along and do their thing, and that's what I love is we have both. We have both aspects. It's not just, hey, you've got to be this great athlete. It's all of us. So yeah. 
So it's a good group. That's what I love is having so many people. We have so many different people. So, so that's the endurance event coming throughout the year. Have we, do we have any other, any other more? I know we did the, this year we did the 5k plus, which uh, me and Benton and my friend Kyle, who's a new member to the group. If you guys see him, he's, he's a great guy. He's a, a big redheaded dude. Um, not as big as he used to be. I think he's lost like 70 pounds. It's amazing. Awesome. But uh, he, we, we did that. He's going to be most likely traveling to Montana with me and Amber this year. So he's a really fun guy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we did that. We did the 5K plus, and then there was – wasn't there another one? I thought there was another one. Yeah, so we did 5K plus, we did the bucket mile, and we did the yep. taco mile. I didn't do the bucket mile because um, that was – I was trying to think. I think that was right after my surgery. So I skipped that one. But I did do the taco mile, and that's a lot harder than you think it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Eating a taco and then yeah. run a quarter and mile. And then walking. Eat a taco, run yeah. a quarter mile. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Four tacos that last a mile. Taco, that last taco was almost impossible to get down. I, I honestly, the first time in my life thought I was going to, like, puke while eating a taco. I mean, it was just, oh, yeah. And I oh, love tacos. Brutal. So, it was, yeah. <laughs> so, but it was a fun one. It, it was fun. So, so do, do we have any more of those planned coming up or just anything more like yes. that? So um, I can't say too much on it just yet. That's in the hopper. It's in the works. It, it is happening. There's, uh, we'll probably do about three big ones. Um, nice. And, uh, I, you know, I think we had some really good feedbacks with the last medals that we had for the 5K Plus were really cool, very detailed, yeah. had yeah. a huge lanyard on them. Iron was super thick. Um, I, you know, we had a lot of good feedback from that. I think one thing that we we kind of missed out on for those, and we started doing with Beast Breaker 2018. You'll see it with all the other events. 2019, you'll see it with um, you know our virtual events too. Is really get a pulse of how it went, right? So you'll have a Google yeah. form or somebody can submit like really just real feedback. How did this go? How did you like this? What was you think of the metal? What could be better? Like, and just get get the pulse of it. Because if we don't we don't ask, we don't know, right? And you know you know what they say. So it's like for every one person that says something, other people are thinking it, right? You never know. Yep. What are we? What are, you know? Until people tell us, until we you know discovered by trial error, what are we doing well? What are we not? And um, sometimes you just got to have that fierce conversation with yourself. Say, okay, here it is. This is the better of it. But it works. Yeah, and uh, I agree. But I mean, they were there was some really good events. I mean, uh, who was it? it? Was Brian? Thank you. It was Brian May and Brian Case, right? It was both Brian's. Yeah. yeah. So they did a great job on both of them. Um, yeah, I was very proud of both of them, and I can't wait to see what what new stuff they think of. So that because that five K plus that was brutal. That that was it, it looked a lot easier than it than it, than it was, but. And we did it until you started. Yeah, we had a little path that we blazed in my my yard. That by the end of it, you could like see exactly where we went because we just kind of measured it out and started going. So, yeah, yeah, it was it was brutal. So, you know, yeah. that's a good one. Brian Case, 
you handsome W. Jeez, that was rough. <laughs> well, well uh, he does a good job with that. So, yeah. Uh, I, I, um, yeah. What else? So, yeah, we got some of that coming up. Um, something that's new is uh, we started talking to some friends over at Warrior Dash. Um, so there's a gentleman that messaged our public page and a little bit. So he actually gave us four registration codes to give out to people. Two for the Oregon Warrior Dash and two for the Washington one. And, uh, you know, we will come up with a contest somewhere in the next couple of weeks to figure out how we get those away. I think that's pretty cool. And he actually gave the team a discount code, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, that is cool. So we'll, we'll see some love from Warrior Dash this year. I'm hoping we can keep seeing love from Terrain Race. Uh, terrain Race, we, we have some friends over there and friends with the race director and an announcer, and they've just been great people to you know, hoping to see some trainers. You know, train race, I think, is on the, I think it's on the cusp of, you know, greatness. Some people have, you know, ragged on it a little bit for some, some models and change and what have you. And I think, uh, I think they got great potential. And I think they have the right part they just see. making it happen, you know. Yeah. It's making it happen and going through the change. I mean, they, they've got a, yeah. they've gained a little bit of a reputation, but most of that reputation is, if you go back, is, from the previous regime. Um, you know, the, I know most of the people that have taken over and doing stuff for train race now, and they're really good people. So it's just a matter of letting them, giving them a chance and letting them, mm-hmm. letting them right the wrongs of the previous, the previous people. So I think they've got for they've more and more things. stuff from the, the new owner to the new owner. has yeah. been given those guys a lot more long leash. Uh, I think that'll be a good one. And, you know, uh, they were very good to us this year. They they yes. hooked us up with the, some team members that were in need with some codes to get in. They they helped some team members run extra laps when maybe they weren't able to. Um, you know, all sorts of fun stuff. I think that was pretty cool. Um, you know what we do need to shout out is Terrapin Events. Um, and Aaron, who, who owns Terrapin Events, he's been such a great guy to us. And, uh, you know, he's, you know, so we have some folks that are Terrapin Ambassadors as well. But the guy not only shouts us out at, like, every race that we show up, but, you know, we've got team members that go and help him out. And, you know, what he does at the end of the races is he takes an extra lap just with our team, just us and him, and we go for fun. And, like, how cool is that to run with not only the race director but the owner of that race company? So they're they're local in Oregon, guys, and they've got My Muddy Valentine – yeah, Valentine in um, February and Dirty Leprechaun in March. Those are kind of big OCR ones, and he's looking at some other ones. But the, the guy has a heart of gold, and uh, he's been very good to us. So I expect we'll see some fun things here in the next few weeks as he starts turning on the burners for uh, those two big ones. Um, and, you know, he does a great job. They're fun. They're approachable by anybody. Um, my son and I and Janelle, we all went down this year, and, we did it, and it was just freaking awesome. And uh, yeah, I can't, I can't wait to do that again. And that's what's good. It's good to have those races that are approachable by anyone, and that you know are are kind of the entry level. Um, I would say, you know, unfortunately we didn't have Rugged this year, and I don't know if we're getting them next year, but they were a good one for that. Um, Warrior Dash used to be a good one for that, but. I mean, I hate to say this, but they uh, they stepped up their game this year a little bit. So they were yeah. Uh, 
and I'm not saying this in a bad way because I, I loved it, but I know some other people that have done it before and that was kind of their, you know, entry-level race who are like, they won't do it now because it's too difficult because they stepped up their game big time. They uh, Did you do Warrior this year in Seattle? Uh, yeah, I think I did. <laughs> I can't remember if it was this year or next year. Uh, no, you know, I think it was 2017, maybe. Or was it 18? I'll have to go check my medal. Yeah. But it was, uh, they had it at a new place in Carnation this year. And oh, yeah, when you first right. got there, it looked like it was flat, like the old place in Bonnie Lake. Just a flat course and whatever. And you're like, cool, this will be fine. And then you start the race, and all of a sudden you run across the street. And you're like, wait, what? And for the first mile, mile and a half, it was almost straight uphill. And it was it was brutal. I mean, it was just, yeah. It was Montana-esque. I loved it. So it was it was a killer, but it was a killer that I needed. So to Warrior Dash, that was a good step up this year. Yeah. And, you know, that's not for everyone. But I love no. that kind of stuff, dude. I love Yeah, I love it. one like that where you're going in. Yeah, when you're going in thinking it's going to be one thing that's going to be a lot easier than it ends up being. I mean, I've had both ways. I've had races in the past that were harder, and then all of a sudden the next year it was like, yeah, that was that, that was kind of dumb. But, I mean, <laughs> there was there was one mud run 5K race that I did for the last time, and when I did it the last time, it, I finished the 5K in 30 minutes. Me. I finished in 30 minutes. So that tells you how hard those obstacles were. But they're just a bullet, man. Yeah, I was You're just going bullet. flying through them, and it was like, yeah, nothing. And I finished, and I'm like, that was 30 minutes. If I, if I can do this 5K with obstacles and mud, and this is supposed to be a mud run, in 30 minutes, there's something wrong. Yes. It, it was just, yeah. So that those are the ones. I like the ones that get harder. Make it harder. Make it more fun. Um the only problem I have is one of the people that I do them with doesn't like them when they get harder. So, but you know, we'll just have yeah, to find another one. So, we will. So I think those so are good. What, um, yeah. go ahead. I would say, what other things do we have in store for for the beast in the next year? Oh man, well, uh, some things I, I can't talk about yet, so I'll try to uh, avoid those, but give hints where I can. Um, I will say this is going to be kind of fun, and and it's not for everybody, right? So, um, you know, obviously a lot of people are looking at their race schedule for next year, right? A lot of people right now, they're planning it. Some people have everything planned out, you know, back in November as far as what they're doing until December of next year, right? Um, but I will say that, you know, something that was kind of a tradition for us was the Beast of Cane in Portland. And that was the, the hurricane heat down there, Spartan Endurance, and we did uh, we did, did that hurricane heat. We had just a ton of beasts come out, and it was always a great time and crazy and ridiculous, right? Um, yeah. So it's no secret, right, that, like, you know, they uh, there's been some changes with, with, the, um, with the schedule, right? The changes with, with the dirt schedule, and there's some cool, exciting things coming out that, you know, I can't talk about just yet, but there is one that, you know, there is a Seattle hurricane heat for the Seattle number two, so that's the Beast a weekend, um, in lieu of the Portland one, and there's some special stuff happening at that one that you'll hear about in several months, 
that is just going to be um, it's kick ass. It's going to be cool. And uh, you know, I'm sorry, children, for swearing. It's I'm just really excited and a horrible person apparently. <laughs> but no, it's it's cool, and I'm I'm pumped about it. And um, I hope when other people see it too, that they'll be they'll be also pumped. That'll be cool. I mean, that's one thing, you know, I mean, Seattle's always been kind of a place that I don't know if it's because of the beast or what, or, you know, our relationship with the, the endurance guys, but they, they do special things for us. So, I mean, the 24 hour was here in Seattle, so they, they kind of like us. Yeah. The first server 24. Yeah, man, that was, that was cool. That was cool to be part of that. Yeah. So that's, that's one thing I, I can chat about. Um, Gosh, you know what else are we doing that that we can't talk about? Um, there is a thing uh, coming um, August second, probably. It might get moved to September, but in the Greater Seattle area, it's something we've never done before. Um, it's something where we have a few partnerships. And it would be really cool. And it's unique, and everybody could do it, and it's a lot of fun. Um, there would be some sweet swag involved from us plus some partners. And that's all I can say right now because I don't, <laughs> I don't know exactly what the NDA doesn't cover. So <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it at that for now. But, um, dude, I am excited about that. There's uh, some cool stuff on the horizon. That's good. That's cool. And I know. I, I'm sorry, I feel like general, I said I mean, nothing there. <laughs> you, you basically did, but it's okay. But uh, <laughs> um, with the beats, with the team, we got some cool stuff coming up. But you know, I mean, I don't know if people have seen the thing that Brandon posted. We're gonna try and do something every oh, yeah, third yeah. Sunday, every third Sunday of the, the of each month. Um, just something, something social, something that doesn't have to work. Doesn't have to revolve about around OCR. It could just be we've talked about one of them may just be that we go somewhere and have ice cream and sit around and talk. Yeah. I mean, just stuff like that. Just stuff to make it so that we could be more a more social group again and have some fun with it. So it'll be yeah. fun. So we're, we're trying to do more stuff to keep get everybody involved. So I know not everybody wants to get up on a, a Sunday and go lift heavy things and run around a yard and all that kind of stuff. So. You know, we want to we want to make yeah. sure we get everyone involved. So, we've got that. Yeah, the those are awesome. Yeah, there's a few other things me and Adam are working on for to make Washington better. So, it's going to be good. Make Washington it's be a good, good, good. Yes, make what you got mad at me last time I said that. You gave me the funniest look when I said <laughs> that when we did the first thing. We're going to make I Washington was so good. So surprised. Yeah, so I, I had to because it was just two two subjects. But <laughs> so we're gonna do some things, oh for, you know, gosh. to to make Washington, you know, just to make it fun. So and have some fun with this, and I think this is gonna be a great year of growth for the beats all the way around. We've got a great a great core group. We've got a great leadership group. You know, we've got you know I think there's gonna be a lot of a lot of opportunities for people to be part of committees. So that we can have committees that are going to run a lot of this stuff in the in the group. So you know, there's multiple voices. I think it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a good year. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's um, 
there's a lot of cool stuff going on. I like the beast connection thing. That's just such a cool idea. You know, so Idaho kind of started that off, and I think, you know, you're going to see that coming in strong here in Washington. You know, Jenna and Ted and the crew over there, like, hey, we're getting together, dinner. Come on over. We're going to get some tacos. And I think that kind of harkens back to, like, what we as a team are supposed to be all about. You know, it's, yeah. let's, let's get together and be a place where we know and trust each other, and I think that's exciting. You know, so this first session, you know, the 20th of January, it's going to be about budgeting and racing. Like, how, how can we, you know, what are tips and tricks for affording race entries and yeah. maximizing this and connecting with other beasts? You know, and I think that's really exciting. You know, um, it's you can do things alone, but it's easier to do things as a team. And, uh, you know, Brandon has got some cool strategies he's going to bring to the table, so I'm excited for that. Um, and it will be, it'll be oh. cool to, with Brandon, and Brandon's also got, you know, some of the things to watch out for to make sure that one person isn't putting in the bill for everything or, yeah. you know, it doesn't seem like, you know, there's been issues in the past where people thought someone was making money off doing this, like, you know, oh, they're charging everyone this much and do the math, that's way more than it would cost. And so mm -hmm. there's ways to make sure you don't do that, you know, and I mean, it's just kind of to make sure what you're getting into with the, your, the other people you're traveling with, that it's, it's beneficial to everybody that, you know, nobody's yeah. being taken advantage of. That's one of the big things. Yeah. I, I really excited about that. That's perfect. That's what we need. Right. And you yeah. know what, as a team, that's such a cool thing that we can, we can give to each other is, Hey, we love this thing. How do we do more of what we love? Um, yep. That's cool. You know, I forgot to tell you. So one thing is, uh, so a couple things on some of our our partners. So GH Unders guys, if if you don't know, has been a partner or sponsor for the team since before the team was actually created. So they also have sponsored our pro team and ambassador team. So we'll have a discount code that we can use with GH Unders stuff. They also do a lot of cool stuff with us. They make great base layers. I wore mine in Iceland. I've worn mine hiking and at endurance events and races, it's just great stuff. And uh, they do their base layers a little bit differently, and it's very uh, a small town feel where they, they take care of people, right? So uh, you'll see a couple special shopping sessions as well this year. Um, one thing we're trying to put together at Ghost, we're going to experiment a little bit with, is kind of like a, a trade show beforehand where people have the option to get gear at an exclusive price um, on hand at the venue. Uh, which would be really fun yeah, to see cool. if we can make that happen. Uh, they pay for a lot of stuff for the team just because they love us. They've you know gotten buckets for events and workouts. They've gotten banners for us. They've put the bill for you know some graphic design work. They've done a lot of cool stuff. Um, yeah, they they put they found us a vendor. The beast logo, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah, the beast logo too. Yeah, beast. Yeah, and didn't ask for a single penny for us. They just did it out of the goodness of their yeah. heart. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, what else? Uh, brute force, brute force sandbags. Uh, so we're going to get a little deeper with them. So we have a few brute force ambassadors on the team. Brute force makes awesome sandbags for to train with. They're a little bit different than your standard rec bag where they're very customizable. You can use them for different things and you can strip them out, throw them in the washing machine. They smell, right? <laughs> Can't do that with some other stuff out there. But one thing that I, what we do like doing is so this last year we did a big bulk order. We did a couple of small ones, right? So as a team, we ended up saving a thousand dollars by doing a bulk order and got to about 27-ish percent off. Um, 
as a total. So, you know, about 7% better than some of the best deals that they normally have on some of their hardware. And their hardware, you know, it's, it's, it's not cheap hardware. It's good stuff, yeah, but that quality is there. So some of the bags that they've used are actually over at your house right now, Mike. Those bags we've had since yes. 2015 have quite literally been lit on fire and uh, submerged in ice and mud and all sorts of crazy stuff. And you know what? They pretty much function like they're brand new, you know, years later. Oh, yeah, they were great for the the Beast 5K Plus. That's what we used. Yeah. Yeah, those things are awesome. So come uh, February, we'll do another bulk order. So, folks, if you have brute force bags or you need to get a good sandbag that's going to last, uh, we'll do a bulk order. And the way it works is, you know, once we have different thresholds of amounts of items ordered, they give us better pricing. Um, and, you know, we had a lot of beasts save a lot of money and get a lot of cool stuff last year. One thing for you coaches, so if you're coaching people as a personal trainer, as an SGX coach, maybe you own your own gym. So something that drops in January is they drop their first certification program. It's called ULO. It's Unstable Load and Odd Object Training. So specifically, how do you train and coach people to use things that are funky, like sandbags or dead balls? Like how do you how do you actually apply that? So it's actually under review uh, for approval right now with NASM, ACE, uh, AFA, and uh, NCSA or NSCA to be used as continuing credits for those educational folks. So if you have certifications already and what have you, so that's pretty cool. I've not gotten confirmation on this yet because we won't know until after it's released when the certification drops this next month. But we've asked if we could do a bulk order on certifications as well. Um, we've asked. I'm not sure if we're going to get a yes or no, um, but that's pretty cool. And um, they haven't told us no yet, so <laughs> it might be a fun way for some of our coaches on the team that run gyms. They have personal training clients. They run obstacle training, right? It might be a fun way for some coaches to get some extra CECs for things that they already need to maintain their current certifications, plus maybe open the door for some additional, you know, education. That sounds good. That's awesome. Um, but, you know, I know we're exploring some other stuff. There's uh, some other local companies that I think you'll see partnered up with us a little bit more in 2019. But, uh, you know, off the top of my head, I think we've – I know this has been a while, but I think we've uh, we've talked about a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah. We've had a lot of – yeah. It's been a fun conversation. Yeah, yes. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So – I mean, we've talked a little bit about stuff. What, what do you, what does Adam personally have for 2019? What, what's your, what are you doing for 2019 to make you better? Um, I'll give you an honest confession, and then I'll give you some. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess that sounds bad because then it applies the rest of it, right? I'll give you a confession, and then okay. I will also uh, I'll go over kind of my year, and then I got to hear about your year. So um, confession is Adam has hired a personal trainer. Um, you know, I, nobody wants to be the coach that needs a coach, right? <laughs> um, yeah. No, but in all seriousness, um, you know, I found a guy that I, I like, and um, I want to get to the next level. And I want to get to the next level in a lot of different areas. And, you know, I'm pretty involved in a lot of things. And, you know, when I go and write programs and whatnot for other people, that's great. Uh, but it doesn't leave me too much to be as prescriptive for myself. So if I can outsource the, the nutritional and the um, physical, um, you know, 
daily items for me to somebody else to manage that for me with that knows my goals and um that'll be easier. So I'm excited about that. I actually hired them a company and started. So um if you don't see me it's because I died. But uh no, <laughs> just something I I needed and they get it and they, they love it. And I think that, you know, sometimes, you know, as a coach it can be easy to uh say like oh, I I know everything. You know, you see definitely yeah. see some coaches like that, right? Or like they assume they know everything that they might not ever need help. But the fact of the matter is I'm not where I want to be. I I uh, I want to be competing and be competing competitively, and uh, I just want to get there. So, you know, I'm, I'm investing myself a little bit. No, I, I get uh, that. I mean, honestly, if you look at mechanics, mechanics usually have the worst cars. So, because um, you spend all day coaching other people, you don't want to coach yourself. So. The same with, you know. Yeah. yeah. No, I get so, it. you know, part of it's just walking the walk, talking the talk, right? I just want to make sure yeah. that I'm being integrous with what I'm sending to do. So what else? Um, I'm uh, part of the Spartan Cryptea crew for 2019, so you'll see me at a few events. We did a couple in 2018. You'll see me at the H3X in 2019. That's going to be a blast at the Seattle um, and maybe a few others. Um, so that's going to be a good time. Uh, what else? For 2019, I'm um, going to do the C24 Hour Pacific Northwest race. I'm really excited about that. Team C2 does some really cool endurance stuff. They've got a really, uh, so I'm excited to see it spread up to the Pacific Northwest with Tony Matisse. Uh, that'll be that'll be fun. Um, I'm going after the Ultra World Championship again. I am addicted. I love it. And then I'm only awesome. doing a few more of the races. So I'm going to do about one trifecta, but I'm going to do World's Toughest Mutter and a couple other ultras. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, racing a little bit more for me in 2019 and testing myself. Um, I've come to love yeah. that as much as you can format and as many miles as you can format. And um, I suddenly nailed that in the coffin for me is something that I'm just addicted to. I, I have to go do more. It's just a fun way to do it. I mean, you know, when I'm there, so I got about 58K or so. That was cool. Um, and I said, not that much. You know, I, you know, got beat up a little bit. We were going as a group, right? So there's only so fast you can go when you're beat up, you're cold, you're tired, you're running with a group of people. You know, you, you kind of average out, right? But um, another guy there, so John um, Alvin got really far, and then he walked away. And then Ryan Atkins uh, got 83 miles in 24 hours in some of the craziest conditions out there. And first off, that was amazing. But how cool is that, that he had a strategy the whole time going into it, like this and this and this is what he's going to do. And he had built himself up to go tackle that. And it was, you know, you hear about it in, in the news, you hear about it in, ops, in podcasts, and you see it in articles, and you see it on, like, Spartan TV Right, and that's cool, but until you see that guy in person just tackle things like a machine, it reminds you that however hard you think you're somebody out there is working harder than you. And uh, I just, I love that, dude. That really inspired me. That's awesome. That is. I mean, yeah, find, find what you love and go for it. And, then that, and that's the big thing. And that's one of the things I love about this group, too, is you can find what you love, and there's usually, even if it's not OCR-related, you can find somebody else in the group that will do it with you. So that's awesome. Yeah. So what about you? What's, what are you doing for 28? Um, hopefully not being as fat anymore. Um, <laughs> I, 
I've been working. I don't know if you guys, you may have seen it on Facebook. My my buddy Don, who I've known since preschool, I think you've met him a couple times now, maybe at races. Um, he's been waking me up every Saturday morning and torturing me. Um, otherwise, making me walk and get out and do stuff. Um, last week, we went, we basically walked a wind killing back from my house, which is like four, a little over four miles each way. Um, and just went for it, trying to, to build our endurance on walking and trying to get to where we're not walking, we're jogging, you know, increase our time, do that kind of stuff. Um, he has, so far already, I'm already signed up, of course, I'm doing the, the polar bear 5K that I do every, every you know, January 1st, but I'm doing the, the tunnel, tunnel divide up to 8K. Um, he's trying to convince me to do a half marathon in March. Um, we've already signed up for a full marathon in June and most likely the Seattle marathon again in November. So that's two marathons, at least this year. Um, when I told myself I would never do another one. So, yeah. So I'm trying to push myself in an effort to, I need to motivate myself to, to get out of this funk that I've been in and really start working out again and really start pushing myself. One of the big things, you know, my foot's been a huge issue. You know, I've been swimming a little bit here and there, not as much as I should be. Um, and I want to get an exercise bike that I can set up in my living room. So when I'm sitting on the couch watching TV, I'm not sitting on the couch watching TV. I can sit on the exercise bike and pedal and do some of that and try and get some miles in that way and get some cardio done. Um, I'm in the process now. I'm hoping I'll have a bike in the next week. Um, I got to make some more more phone calls and do some more dealing on that. But yeah, I, I'm just trying to find that that fitness that fitness that's been been I haven't been doing for the last two years. So I mean, I've had injuries, I've had stuff like that that I've let be excuses, and I just can't. I can't keep using those excuses. I need to keep. I just need to do it. Do the fitness and move forward. So that's my goal, really, is I want to be – my goal is by my next birthday, I want to be under 200 pounds. And that's going to be a drop of about 70 pounds. I've dropped 15 probably in the last month and a half. But it's just kind of been a little bit of a diet change and stuff like that to get that 15. But so – and not as much working out. So I figure if I go with that diet change, actually get the working out in and start getting a bike, start pedaling and, you know, get some good miles in – that 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 fifteen will grow a lot quicker. So, yeah, yeah. So it's mainly well, you know, fitness. Something that this personal trainer reminded me of that has always been there, and it, you know, it's always been somebody that's not in your daily life or something. And I was like, oh yeah, that's so right. Why did I not remember that? And he's like, you know how people say, like when it comes to CRM systems, databases, data, just in general, you need that data. They say that you know everything is garbage in, garbage out. Your body's yeah. in here. It, it's a, uh, it's this magical thing, and it's garbage in, garbage out. And are you inputting good food and good beverages? Are you inputting a healthy amount too much? Are you input? Are you putting outside time into it? And he's like, just think of everything that you do. That it's like, you know what? That's so perfect because that's exactly the right attitude that we have to have. Is what are you inputting? Yeah. And that's what you're going to get out. And that's just a fact of the matter. You know, if you go sneak those extra bag of Cheetos in the middle of the night and you dip them in friggin' queso cheese and dip some popcorn and Hershey's in them because you had a rough day. That's cool. If that's what you need, then by all means. But just remember, if you have got goals to make, 
you got to be strong enough in that to, in that moment to say, you know what, that does sound nice, but I know that that's a coping mechanism, and I'm strong. And that can be a really hard thing to do, and that's it's, it takes time to build that. And you know, even I, I I do that too sometimes. It's it's funny how when you say no, man, you feel good. Yeah, and see, the, the hard thing for me has always been that usually I make these like I'm gonna do this, and I make a dramatic change, and it sounds bad, but I a dramatic change is harder to keep up with than a gradual, and that's what I've been trying to kind of do is gradually changing my diet changing what I do, you know, I went through and, uh, you know, we don't have noodles in the house anymore. Everything we do is zucchini noodles. If it's supposed to be noodles, we make zucchini noodles. So it's always like a vegetable like that. We use cauliflower instead of rice. We've been slowly getting those things out of our diet and trying to, you know, add more vegetables in and just add a better diet rather than all of a sudden, oh, we're going to go keto, which we've, I've had so many friends do and they just can't. They can't do it because it takes something out that they had too many things at once that your body's used to having and that you're used to having. And it's, it comes back to when I quit smoking, it was, you know, I read this one book that basically, and it sounds stupid, but it's called like Alan Carr's easy way to quit smoking. And it was, he said, stop telling yourself you can't do things because of this. Now you're punishing yourself and you feel like you're being punished. It's like, oh, I can't go to that nightclub with my friends because there'll be smokers there and I'll want to smoke. Well, now you're punishing yourself. You tell yourself, I'm not going to smoke, but I'm going to go there anyway. And that's where a lot of people have problems, like with the foods. It's like, oh, I can't go here because they're going to have this food that I really want. And so you feel like you're punishing yourself and then you want to you do it more. It's like being a kid. The second your parents say you can't do this, now you want to do it 10 times more. And that's kind of the thing I've been trying not to do is to punish myself by saying, oh, I can't go do this because they have, you know, that food and I'm going to want it. It's like I'm going to do it anyway. I just need to moderate myself and make sure if I do get that food that I get a small amount of it and I don't overindulge myself. And that's what I'm trying to do is just gradually change my diet to a point where I don't feel like I'm losing out. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's just a gradual I, thing. I believe you, sir. Like I, said, like I said, 15 pounds so far, and which is, you know, is good at the moment, but I, I need to keep that momentum going and just figure out a way to do it. So, you know, and like I said, one of the things I really, really want to get is a bike because then I can just set it down in the living room and instead of sitting on the couch, I can sit on the bike and pedal. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. I love it. So, yeah. So those are my big plans for next year. Sounds like a good year to me, brother. Well, cheers to 2019 and happy new year, Mike, and happy new year to all you beasts. And happy uh, new year to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Adam, for sitting down. This is kind of a long one. We've had some fun and gone on a few different directions, but that's what makes them fun. So, um, yeah, thank you again. Thank you, brother. Thanks for all that you do for us and BeastNet and the team. All right. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast brought to you by BeastOCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. You can find us on Facebook or at BeastOCR.com.